Hey there, this is Larry, and I'm here with Armin. You're about to listen to a great episode. But before you do, we want to let you know that we're now podcasting over at the Bold Idea Podcast. That's right, and we're not adding any new episodes to Reinventure Me, but we think you're really going to like what we're doing on the Bold Idea Podcast. We're interviewing some great guests and packing ideas and inspiration to help you put your faith to work to bring your idea to life. So when you're done with this episode, go check it out at boldideapodcast.com. Episode 34 of the Reinventure Me Podcast. Well, you're ready to leave your job, either to look for another or to go out on your own. But before you do, there are three decisions that can help you. And we're going to talk about those on this episode of Reinventure Me. Find your next great beginning. Welcome to the Reinventure Me Podcast. With your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Hello, this is Larry. I'm the first one. <laughs> this is Armin, the second one? Question That's one? right. <laughs> that was a unique start. Well, I know. It's Larry Gates and Armin Asadi, and I thought, well, all right, I'd say I'm <laughs> the first one Jim mentioned in the, in the intro. <laughs> How are you, Armin? Good, good. How are you? <laughs> good. Well, we want to welcome our listeners to episode 34. Well, we're off to a real fun start already. This is the podcast where we talk about what's next in life. We always want to be thinking about what gets birthed in us and lots of exciting things happening. So tell me, what was the most exciting thing or mean that's happened for you this last week? What was the most memorable? Most exciting, most memorable. Uh, I can't mention that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I prefer you don't mention that either. <laughs> um i don't know today uh this week was not that exciting i don't i don't think anything too crazy happened other than one thing that i won't mention yet um yeah nothing crazy man i god that just makes me realize this oh no last week was lame a little bit shoot i wish i had something crazy to say all right what about you anything well you know i was in new york city yesterday of course you were i'm talking about uh, a lame week you're in new york city and it well i it was really quite fun because i was at the american bible society oh i saw that did you see post the picture on facebook yeah you held a million dollars a million in dollars bibles. of bibles in my hand two bibles uh insurance appraisal is at a million dollars but why were they were they priceless saying, why were they well the original schofield and the original tyndale bibles wow uh, and american bible society has the largest collection of bibles thirty six thousand bibles hmm. and i <laughs> the curator there told me uh she had to ship 11,000 Bibles to uh, South America for what? some reason. I don't exactly catch why they had to go. but The Pope is from Argentina. Yeah, so mm-hmm. well, well mm-hmm. perhaps a lot of them went for mm-hmm. the, the papal library. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> what was it like, though, to see that? Was it, was it kind of awe-inspiring or not really? It was just kind of cool. It, well, it was kind of cool. It, I think... It was one of those things where, as I listened to this wonderful lady who's the curator and been there forever, Mm. she had such intimate knowledge with just what all the illustrations mean Mm. that they adorned the front matter of the Bible with. And it's amazing. I just sat there thinking, well, I'd I'd just love to just listen to her lecture for a day on what all that stuff means. She didn't give you a history lesson. She told you stories. Well, she was just explaining certain things. Like, for instance, in the original King James Bible, 
there's a whole ornate illustration. At the bottom, you see some pelicans and the pelican chicks. Hmm. So you're wondering, why are there pelicans on the front of uh, a Bible? Yeah. And she said it's a Christophany or Christology. I guess I'm not sure which. <laughs> I think a Christology. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's 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 a symbolic of Christ. Yeah. Because the mythology is is that the pelicans, when they could not find food for their young ones, would vomit up blood. Yeah. So the young ones could, would live off the blood of their parent. Oh. So of course the kid getting life out of the blood from the parent is a Christology, of course, of yeah, Christ. I, yeah, that makes sense. Blood. Yeah, but it, it, well, really just gross, going through all that, yeah. But it makes sense. Yeah, it, you know, they didn't show any of that part. Yeah. You know, it's just the birds. <laughs> Horrible visionary. But most of the time, you don't even give it a second thought. You're yeah, just looking at it and you go, okay, that's kind of... But it all has meaning. Hmm. And that's what was fascinating, was listening to her describe the meaning. Wow. So anyway, we digress. Yeah. But it is fun to discover what's next in life and to look at your uh, week and just say, hey, what stood out? So for those of you who are listening into this show, if you had something fun this past week, leave us a note on our show notes. We'd love to hear what was fun in your week this last week. You can find the show notes for this episode at reinventure.me slash 34. Well, today's topic is about the decisions that you need to make before you jump ship. The average, depending on who you talk to and researchers, are between 7 and 11 job or career changes throughout a lifetime. And uh, some people have had many more than that. I know Armin has had quite a few changes just in his short career. How many did you count up? I haven't counted. I'm scared to count. You're, you're already over the uh, average of 7 or 11, I think, probably. Uh, probably. When yeah. you consider all the different activities you've been involved especially in. if you count entrepreneurial startups yeah yeah but many that you run at the same time like yes. seven or eleven of them at the same time no <laughs> not seven or <laughs> close maybe two but yeah no i i'm definitely over that already well i know you are yeah and by the time you die you will have really shifted that average up <laughs> for, for our country i'm sure <laughs> but you know when we look at changes in moving from one place to another there's certain decisions that we need to think about before we move in. And each decision has something to say about the, the way in which we want to change when we move from one thing to the next. Right. Right. I that's, that. that's probably a good time for an inspire me quote. Yeah, since it's all about change, bring it, it is. Today's inspire me quote is by Victor Frankl. And he's quoted saying, when we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. Yeah. Bam. All right on. Gotcha. Well, Victor Frankl would know he was one of the Nazi war survivors and mm. uh, wrote The Man's Search for Meaning and one of the epic, epic books of all time. Mm. Uh, so he would know something about not being able to change a situation. Yeah. A lot of wisdom from that man as a consequence of being in a very difficult situation. Right. It's amazing what you can learn oh. going through that. There was a guy that was just in town. His name is Dr. Soriano, who is from the Philippines, who's gone through very similar experiences. And when you listen to guys like that talk, it's amazing with what kind of authority and wisdom they speak. Yeah. And you don't have to go through a Nazi concentration camp experience if you're willing to change yourself. There's something you can learn from every experience you go through, right? Right on. And for many of us, really what the show is all about is about transition. And for many of us, we'll inevitably make a transition from one job to the next. Mm -hmm. And how we make that transition is almost as important 
as the kind of transition that we're making. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's even more important in some ways because it defines our character and the way in which we're going to lean into it. And I want to suggest that there are three decisions that everybody should make when we move into a new job. Yeah. And I'm excited about you talking about this because I know how many times you've had to talk about this, how many times you've mentored, consulted, coached um, in so many different ways around this topic. And I know this is something personally I've terrible at. And, uh, and you don't leave jobs well? <laughs> not, not really. Not really. And I remember the last couple that God was really, really putting it on my heart and challenging me and saying, how you leave is so important to me. It was, it was literally my test of who he's making me to be and what he's making me to become. So I'm so excited that you're talking about this because I know what you're going to talk about is going to be on point. Well, good. I, I certainly hope so. For me, these have been things that I've had to look at and also uh, not done well yeah. with either. Well, I got to um, learn from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course, you know, that's the whole point of this is we share both our struggles and as well as our successes. And we hope that it might be inspiring to somebody that is going through it. But the first decision I would suggest that you make is to leave for a pursuit, not for an escape. Hmm. One of the most common reasons to leave a job is because you don't like something going on there. Hmm. And it becomes perhaps a toxic environment. We talked about that back in episode two and three. We talked about when it's time to give your job a shove and there's good reasons to move on. Mm-hmm. And then also, what do you do when you're trying to detoxify from a job that's, yeah. that's really bad? That was episode three. But what we really need to address now is thinking about how we take a job that we, we know we want to leave But instead of just leaving it because we think it's bad, let's leave to something that's good. Find the thing that is a thing that can draw you to it rather than feel like you're running from it. Hmm. Now, there's some jobs, probably the the one that you had as a a crime syndicate leader you needed to run from. Yep, (laughs) yeah. It's hard to call that one a job. Yeah, (laughs) of course, I suppose it is. But there are some, you know, and there are some situations where if you get into a situation where you know it's clearly unethical or inappropriate for you to continue to work, you should do the right thing and leave it, mm-hmm. even if you don't know quite what your next pursuit is. But that isn't the case for most of us. Most of the time, something has gone awry, and we want to leave because uh, we just want to get out of there. We're tired of it. We're burned out. We're we're ready to just move on, and we need a healthy change, and. That is the best time, though, to stop and ask some questions for yourself. Uh, like, what is the present challenge I'm facing? Mm-hmm. You know, when you're looking at it, you might find that the very thing that you don't like about that situation may be in the next job that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So, the best way to know how to pursue a new job is to understand what it is about the present situation that isn't accommodating your interest or your aspirations or your skill set or any of the things that's a mismatch today Mm -hmm. and find the next thing that is going to be more attractive to you Mm -hmm. rather than the last thing that, that isn't quite so good. Asking the question, if it's something you can control or give some influence over, uh, we might hit the eject button before we even ask ourselves, is there a way I can improve the upside here? Is there a way 
I might be able to be used by God in a situation that seems hopeless. Mm. There are times when God might put us in a job, and there's plenty of character references in the Bible where this is the case, where men and women were put in situations that weren't exactly there to make them happy. Yeah, They were there to do the work of standing in the gap. Mm. And it could be that you're in the place that you're in right now for such a time as this to not only learn something about yourself and have your own character go deeper, but also for you to be God's vessel of grace in a situation that might be a very difficult situation for others to be in. Yeah. This uh, reminds me of uh, one of the best words of advice I got when I was actually exiting the church I was working at is uh, one of my spiritual mentors came to me and said, Armin, as you make this decision, remember one thing, that there's a difference between being called out and there's a difference between throwing a hissy fit and leaving. Yes. If you feel like you're being called out by God and you're moving into what's next for you, by all means, do it and do it with fervor. But if you're just leaving because you feel whatever kind of emotion and it's a reaction to that, think twice. Mm-hmm. One is a good reason. The other one is a piss poor reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's absolutely right about that. Yeah. And yeah. I think I think the question that we need to ask ourselves is how might God want to use me to influence the situation or use me to change it in some way mm-hmm. or use it to change me? Mm-hmm. And until we ask that question, then we are likely to move from a position where we could make a difference mm-hmm. and we might be running away from the very thing that God wants us to lean into and yeah. trust him in. Yeah. It's the thing that he's probably trying to grow you in because it's something that you're going to be dealing with a lot moving forward. Well, and if you don't deal with those issues where maybe there's something about your own character that needs to change, or maybe there's some skill that he wants to develop in leadership mm-hmm. in you mm-hmm. where uh, leaders have to go through difficult things in order to be refined and to develop and hone their skills. Yeah. Even if the job is difficult and that people are challenging and you don't like your boss or whatever, right. this might be a training ground for you. Hmm. And when you hit the escape button, you might be missing out on that terrific training. Right. And especially if there's something that's a character flaw in you that maybe when everything gets hard, you hit the escape button all the time and you go and try to find something new. If success doesn't come easy to you or if you don't get what you're looking for, you just say, I'm dissatisfied. You start to shut down. Your productivity goes down and then people start to see it and they go, well, you know, he's only in it for himself, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And that's a common occurrence. It is a common occurrence. You and I see that all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I like the despair.com poster uh, that says dysfunction. I don't know if you've seen this. No, I haven't seen this. (laughs) It says dysfunction. Remember, the common denominator in all your unsatisfying relationships is you. (laughs) I hate that. (laughs) What a great reminder, though, right? So you might leave one job, and you're thinking, oh, these, these... they're all dysfunctional and you go to another job and you're bringing the same challenges yeah. to the new job because yeah. you haven't changed. You haven't allowed Ugh. that situation to change you. Yeah, and so true. you find out, Hey, in a while I've morphed a pretty good work team into one that's dysfunctional again yeah, yeah. because they're trying to accommodate to my challenges. So that's decision number one, leave for pursuit, not for an escape until mm. God has put something on your heart that you can't not do. Mm. Maybe he wants to grow you where you are. Mm-hmm. I love that. 
so on point. All right, what is decision number two? Well, decision number two is leave going over a bridge, not a plank. Okay. You see, a bridge takes you from one destination to the other so that you safely arrive on the other side. Mm. What, what does a plank do? It drops you into the water. Yeah, it's you like know, pirates. it's for yeah. it's for the sharks, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yet, how many of us are guilty when we leave a job to be so glad we're out of there, mm-hmm. and then what we end up doing is we end up bad mouthing the very people that we once worked for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a challenging thing. The way you leave will seal your reputation as either a professional or as a whiner or complainer or whatever. And what you'll find, I found after I left Cray, is there's a whole bunch of other people that have left, Hmm. and they love to get together and talk about what they left behind. Yeah. As opposed to what they're going into, they like to still detoxify Hmm. and stir it up, except they're not really detoxifying. They're just stirring it up. Driving forward, looking in the rearview mirror. Driving forward, looking in the rearview mirror, and not even clear how much driving forward, but you know, when you go and say those things about your former employer, and I tell you, there are many, many times when I've had to bite my tongue <laughs> about my former employer and some of the people that worked there yeah, and I worked yeah. for and with terrific people by and large, but something happened. And all of a sudden people that were like really terrific became unterrific. Hmm. And I'm thinking a lot of that was me. Hmm. And yet at that time, I thought a lot of that was them. Wow. So I had a few occasions where (laughs) I don't think I respectfully honored the people that I worked with as Mm. much as I would have liked to. If I could go back and and take back some of that, I would. Eh, It's got to be an icky feeling. Well, it is an icky feeling, you know, glad for God's grace and all that. And and everybody makes mistakes and everybody goes through that. And it's just, you need to be aware of it. That's the point. When you leave, leave with as high regard as you can to enhance the reputation of the company you were with. Yeah, I've made that mistake more than I'd like to ever admit. But yeah, I, I know where you're coming from. I can sympathize, and that's something I wish I couldn't sympathize with. Yeah, and there are a lot of people, like I, I said, that will want to just stir up all that stuff that you're already feeling. They want to mm-hmm. get the dirt. Mm-hmm. They want to know why you left. They want to be validated in their own opinion. Yep. Right? And yep. Here's the thing. When you're in a situation that's really challenging and really hard in a job and you're leaving mm-hmm. in part because of that, you want to be validated too. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's kind of like you like to find the company out there yeah. that can say, oh, you're not insane. That person really is dysfunctional or that person really is a hard person to work for or whatever. Yeah. And you want that. You yeah. want to hear that. And yet that does nothing but position you to see that in other people Mm. and it also i think affects your brand yeah it's something emotionally that helps you out in in the very 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 short term but in the long term it does nothing but hurt you and the immediate satisfaction is not worth the long-term damage that it causes yeah now that's a that's a more insidious form of a plank rather than a bridge here's a simple one Mm. and i think this happens a lot i think you you and i both seen it when somebody decides they're going to leave a job, how strong do they finish? Mm. You know, when we all get to, yeah, we're going to go do this new job, we get pretty excited about it. We become less enthusiastic about finishing really strong. We put in fewer hours. Mm-hmm. We're not as conscientious about our work product. Mm-hmm. 
And so it doesn't even have to be bad mouthing. It could just be your performance starts to drop off. Mm-hmm. You start getting short timer syndrome mm-hmm. and you don't go above and beyond. And in that way, you don't finish well either. And in that way, that's kind of a plank. And they're like saying, well, you know what? You're here for an additional two weeks, three weeks, or however long you said, if it's a longer time, because you're in a, in a position that requires your expertise for a longer time, it's even harder mm-hmm. because you know, you're going off to something new. You might even be starting to get up to speed, meeting all the people in the new company and all excitement and all that. And you want to just detach as quickly yeah. as possible from yeah. your prior employer. Well, the problem is, is if you don't do that in a way that gives them your very best till the very end, then you've walked a plank as well Hmm. instead of building a bridge. That's so true. I've I've done that. (laughs) We have all done that. I've walked that plank (laughs) and I've been eaten by the sharks. We have all done that. (laughs) So be a pro. Make it as easy as possible for your employer to want to have you back, Hmm. even if you never want to go back. Hmm. You know, make it just so that, man... I've got so much more out of them than I thought. Make yeah. them want to miss you. Yeah, I you love know? that. I don't think it's a question I've ever asked myself is how do I leave this place that they would want me back? Yeah, that doesn't even seem logical to ask that question, but what a great question to ask. Yeah, make them want to miss you. You know, like, kind of like if you had a girlfriend back in high school who dumped you, you know, you got, you have that, oh, I'm going to make them wish they'd never dumped me. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's know, the regret. It's, the, it's, it's that same thing, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's, I, I want to make them regret it, not make them invite me back. <laughs> right. Two very different perspectives. <laughs> it is. That's a great point. I like that. So what's the third and final decision? Okay, so the last one is this. Leave with the mindset of an investor, not a hoarder. Okay, that's very unique. Okay. Yeah, now what well, we've talked about mindset back in episode four again, but this time we need to drill down a little bit specifically on the commitment you make to your new position. Hmm. All right. So you now tidied up everything in the past, right? First of all, you're not leaving because you're trying to escape something. You're leaving because you're drawn to something. That's the first decision. Second is that you've, you've tidied up everything really well. You speak well of your former employer. You finish strong to the very end. Hmm. And now it's going forward. What are the decisions you're going to make about how you're going to invest your energy going forward? And think about it in terms of what you're going to give as an investor versus a hoarder, what you're going to get. Hmm. Because those are the two choices we have every day. We can wake up every day and say, am I going to live today like an investor or am I going to live like a hoarder? Investors, you see, seek to better themselves by their investment in others. So they give something away in order to get something in return. Mm -hmm. But they're always giving something away first. Hoarders are only looking for what they get. Yeah. That is their first and foremost preoccupation. Good investors are looking to make a difference in somebody else's life. Yeah. They'll benefit, but it's a byproduct of the difference they make. It isn't the primary reason for them to do what they do. Hmm. It's a byproduct of it. Yeah. One collects junk. One invests in something that's going to be fruitful in the near future. Right. So here's the question for you. When you move into a new job and you're thinking about your new role, what are you going to do differently to enhance the people you work with? Mm. It's a great time not to rush off to a new job and just take your week between jobs or whatever and catch up on housework or whatever you have yeah. or take a mini vacation. Right. But really think intentionally about what are you going to do different to enhance the people you're with? You know, decide before you go, 
perhaps that you're going to listen better before jumping to conclusions. Yeah. Or maybe you're going to delegate and trust more. Or maybe you're going to intentionally seek to mentor others. You know, I think this is a terrific time when you're able to let go of an old job and embrace a new one to really think about how you're going to take your game to a new level hmm. because you're meeting a whole new team. Yeah. They don't have the context and experience with you. I mean, maybe you're going to be working with some old workmates from another job or company that you might've worked with, but generally speaking, you're going to be meeting a lot of new people and you're forging new relationships. And it's a great time to say, how do I want to engage those relationships in a more investing way hmm. than I might have in the past? And then intentionally write down that plan. Think about those things and write it down. Hmm. And maybe ask a mentor to help you with it, or, or better yet, hire a coach. The very idea of hiring a coach suggests your commitment mm-hmm. to making a change. Because you're putting money on the line now that, for you to get better. That's called an investment. It is an investment. Yep. So invest to invest. Yep. <laughs> what can be better than that? The more you invest in others, the greater your return is going to be. Right on. I can't agree with that more. Because I've watched people do that with me. They've invested in me where I couldn't see what was in it for them. And then a couple of years later, it was probably some of the most beneficial things I've ever seen them do. Because I saw what it did for them whether it was satisfaction, whether it was fulfillment, whether it was relationship. Well, I mean, there's a laundry list, but yeah, you're completely right. And I think far too often it's easy for us just to assume that the thing that we did before we can just take in the same way and apply it to a new job. Mm -hmm. And this is a great time to up-level it. Just blow the the cover off the ball. Mm -hmm. Do something new. Think about it. And work on taking your game to a new level. Well, speaking of taking our game to the new level, how about we challenge this game? Right on. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. What is the challenge me for today? Well, this is a really hard challenge me. Okay. I'm already nervous. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't left your job, think about and pray about what God might want to have you learn where you're at. Mm. Wait for the time for you to be drawn to something rather than to be propelled by something. Mm. Because there might be some things that you need to do to level up your game, to make your own productivity and your own contribution even stronger in the midst of whatever wh- whatever about it you don't like. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who are in a job and you're thinking about leaving and you don't know where you're going to go to, you're not particularly drawn to anything yet, Wait and ask God to show you how he might want you to stand in the gap for where you're at. That's my first challenge. Second is for those of you who are already moving into a new job, and maybe you're just into a new job, and you're in your first 90 days of a new job, then think about what are some of the things that you're going to do differently, and put a self-improvement plan together, Mm. and ask somebody to coach you through it. Yeah, so you don't repeat history. Well, just so you can improve your own game. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I uh, I really appreciate this episode. I think there was a lot of good stuff in this for me. And I, I know there's a lot of takeaways even in this for me. I know in the past I've, I, I've left things just because I was fed up with them. And uh, rather than sticking through it and figuring out what I have to learn, I would just leave because I couldn't handle it anymore. And I, I know if I'm ever in that situation again, I'm going to remember this moment. And it's going mm-hmm. to be more about me learning from it and not leaving until I know what God has next for me. And as soon as I know what God has for me next, 
that I'm going to pursue that, not just leave that. And, uh, and I, I think that's very, very impactful. And in the past, I've heard, don't burn the bridge. Yeah. That's kind of the uh, metaphor that was given to me. Mm-hmm. But I like the way that you're drawing it out, that it's basically you got two options, that you can either build the bridge or walk off the plank. Mm-hmm. You know, And burning the bridge, sometimes you just think, I don't care, let that thing burn. Mm. You know, I don't want to have contact with them ever again. But it's really not about the bridge burning. It's about you jumping off the plank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it hurts you. It doesn't, it's not that's disconnecting exactly right. you. And, uh, and I think that's a different perspective that I appreciate more and will hold more tightly to it. I, I know people are going to come to me like they have in the past. And I think this is the episode I'm actually going to point them to. Mm, awesome. Yeah. You know, in your earlier comment, you made me think about a song from Twyla Paris. And one of the lines in her song I just love, she says, could it be that he is only waiting there to see if I will learn to love the dreams that he has there for me? <laughs> and the name of that song is I Will Listen. Wow. And I think it's just very wise. There are times when we need to stay where we are so that we can listen and that we can learn to love the dreams that he has for us rather than push out on our own because we're having a hard time putting up with the circumstances yeah. that we're in. Wow, that was deep. Oh. <laughs> I like it. Using lyrics. Look at you. Oh, I know. There we go. Getting all artsy on me there. <laughs> well, you were uh, benefited by the fact that I didn't try singing it. So. <laughs> I almost asked for it, but I thought I'd let it go. <laughs> well, that's all the time that we have for this episode. Sure hope you enjoyed it. Would you leave us a comment on our show notes and let us know uh what your thoughts are. Tell us about some of the decisions that you've had to make when you've moved into a new job and, and tell us about how that experience went for you. You'll find it at reinventure.me slash three, four for episode 34. Of course, we'd love to have you tell your friends about the show. Visit reinventure.me slash iTunes or reinventure.me slash Stitcher and leave a review for us. And of course, we love to get your comments on our show line at 612-314-5447. So until next time, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi saying so long. You've been listening to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. <laughs>